This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at troubled aspects of life in England in two very personal films. They are Empire of Light and Living. We also have our predictions of this year's Oscar winners, which are to be named early next week. Phil, it's just static frames with darkness in between. There's a little flaw in your optic nerve. So if I run the film at 24 frames per second, it creates an illusion of motion. In Empire of Light, Olivia Colman takes us through a very personal drama about a mentally troubled woman. Mary Gibson's been off to the Academy Cinemas to see this beautiful, moving film which deals with several troubling issues of England in the early 1980s. Uh, Mary, Olivia Colman has not been nominated for this year's Best Actress Oscar, but what did you think of her performance in Empire of Light? Look, I thought she was just wonderful. She's fabulous in this. Um, I'm not sure why she hasn't been nominated. Not my choice, but... Um, maybe because it's an English film. And, and maybe the timing of, of when it was released as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite often that has something to do with it too. But look, this is a gorgeous movie. It is really... It deals with difficult topics. Topics, um, and I think it's more emotional well-being than perhaps mental well-being, which does translate into depression and erratic behaviour. Um, and so, basically, it's uh, this has been written and directed by Sam Mendes, and he always, uh, you know, project writes and produces very good films. Mm, mm. And this is another one of those. And right from when it started, just from the cinematography, the lighting, the way it was shot, I thought this is beautiful just in what you're visually looking at. Yes. You know, yes. And, and that theatre is just gorgeous, this stunning old theatre that you remember. Oh, yes. and yeah, that's actually way down on the, co I on the coast. Yeah. Down in Kent. So yeah. that's sort of southeast of London. Yes. On the uh, Kent. Coastline, yeah, coastline yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and you know, so it's an English coastal town, as you said, said, set in the early 1980s. And so we had a lot of things playing out at that time. There was a lot of racism. There were skinheads. There were lots of, lots of unrest going on. People were really starting to revolt against the establishment mm. in yes. lots of mm. different ways. Yeah, so, this is England. <laughs> so it plays out in that environment and that's kind of, I guess, the backdrop to it and where Olivia Coleman's character, um, Hillary, uh, you know, is struggling. She's um, having a 
clandestine affair with the cinema manager played by Colin Firth, who's who's also very good in that role. Mm. Not a very nice man. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and then, um, you know, beautifully played by Michael Ward as the young black man who um, becomes her love interest. Mm. And, you know, it's just a gorgeous play between them about emotion and feelings and caring and heart. And then when, when um, you know, because he is obviously black and he is attacked for being a black man, and then he says to her, maybe we shouldn't be together, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. And, and you know, it's a, in the workplace and so on. And um, that sends her into a spiral. She she then breaks down. And um, how, how much he cares for her, the beauty of that is really, really special. Yeah. It's um, it's quite interesting. Also, you mentioned uh, the, the beautiful ca- camera work yes. in the opening because, yes. I mean, they put a lot of sort of beautiful golden hues into scenes. Mm. And, mm. And, and, and the cameraman in this, uh, Roger Deakins, has actually been nominated for an Oscar for the photog- his photography. And he's actually been nominated. Uh, this is the 16th time that he's Well, I hope he nominated. wins something. Yes, you know. it's about time. God <laughs> loves the trier, <laughs> Maybe don't again, they? being in England, he won't get it. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he, he is... It's seriously beautiful lighting. And um, Toby Jones, as the uh, projectionist, is quite wonderful, oh, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And just showing you how they how how, how they um, show a film on the screen, and then there's that split second where they have to turn from one projector to the other, so there's no gap. And I think that's where like the building is called the Empire, the movie theater is called the Empire. But to me, the Empire of Light is that slither just between the two um, the films as they cross from one to the other, which must have been an incredible mm. art yeah. back in the day. You oh, know. yes, it took perfect timing. To yes, yes. Yeah. Your, your yeah. old mate mm. Lang Masters would have been oh, someone who was a perfectionist yeah, at that. Yeah, they used to do that down there. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, mm. There's another aspect. One other aspect that they look into, which they claim, is the... Um, the the uh, sort of restorative power of movies that mm, you go to see, mm. particularly now in these troubled sort of COVID trouble lockdown trouble times, when they make these sort of films, mm. and when it's supposed to also you know be more appreciated by the viewer, and um, and I think this so in this one uh, towards the end you get uh, he gets hurt the uh, your um, projectionist gets. Um, uh, uh, Coleman uh, into uh, she asks to see a film mm, mm. and he puts her alone in the cinema yes shows this film yes and he's specifically chosen one which he thinks will give her a sort of a positive feeling when she walks out well the, and, uh, you know the, it's quite a nice point the too. interesting thing is the movie that he showed her is Peter Sellers and Being There which was also about a person's a person's mental anxiety Oh, so yeah. mm. I thought that was j- 
just gorgeous the way they did that and the way that that was put together. And, um, yeah, that was the irony of it, wasn't it, that she was the duty manager at the cinema and had never watched a film. Yes. That was so interesting. And and just to see that that play out was was so wonderful, actually. I, I thought that um, every aspect of this film, to me, is beautiful filmmaking. And I would put it on my... Um, top ten. Top ten. Yes, okay. I would. So far, we're only into March. I appreciate that. But, <laughs> yep, it would definitely make it so far. OK, well, thank you very much, Mary. That was Mary Gibson with her views on Empire of Light. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. With me now on the phone is Nick Paris of the Lumiere Cinemas with his predictions of this year's Oscar winners. I will start off giving my personal prediction of various winners, and then Nick will give his. Okay, Nick, here is my opinion on Best Picture of the Year. Now, for Best Picture, they now um, have 10 nominees, which are all quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Banshees of Inchirin, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar. Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Now, that's a wide range of various <laughs> films in that, all sorts of odds on there. But, but things seem to be changing. I mean, well, first of all, I would automatically go for All Quiet on the Western Front, but that is actually a foreign-made film, and it's also been nominated for Best Foreign Film. So I've got a feeling it's going to win that Best Foreign Film Award, Oscar, but not necessarily this one. That's just my automatic feeling. Mm. And um, on the other hand, now they're going for quite a lot of these sort of big, um, colourful, offbeat uh, action movies and all these this sort of crazy stuff that's been coming out a lot of Hollywood. Uh, you know, really well-made, top-class films. And uh, like Avatar, The Way of Water, which I considered mm. about my best film last year. But mm. I'd say from their point of view then, if I had to choose from all... And there's also the um, Fablemans, uh, that's the um, Steven Spielberg fil film. But um, I don't quite... Because I think uh, I, I'd say he's going to be nominated for Best Director, so I don't know if he's going to get Best Film also. Mm. So <laughs> here mm. again then, um, uh, I'm just going to go for one of these more offbeat movies, which has um, been nominated in many other sections, and that's Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I have a feeling this is what Hollywood is going to nominate. What do you think, Nick? Yep, couldn't, couldn't disagree more. Um, I think Netflix has come out with some big bucks and they've chucked it at this director Edward Berger and it's a gripping story a true story 
Um, and I think it's going to go to All Quiet on the Western Front, despite it being also nominated for uh, Best Picture, uh, you know, International Picture. So my, my vote is for All Quiet on the Western Front as a visceral, harrowing piece of work by Edward Berger. OK, well, thank you, and I hope you're right. <laughs> anyway, so now on to the next section, that's uh, Best Director. And the five uh, there are um, Martin McDonagh, uh, with Banshees of Inchuran, that's the Irish film. Then two men, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Then there's Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Uh, Todd Field with Tar. And Ruben Östlund with Triangle of Sadness. Now, um, out of those... I, I, uh, my feeling is to go for Steven Sp Spielberg. At this late stage in his career, I'd say this is the one big um, uh, yeah, acknowledgement uh, 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 that Hollywood can give him to give him a, a Best Director um, Oscar again. For, for who knows, maybe the last time. Okay. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Well, my, my vote for directing definitely goes to Todd Field. This is his piece. This is his opus, and uh, Kate Blanchett did a remarkable role as the uh, conductor of the Munich uh, Orchestra, and it's sort of semi-me-too semi movement, semi-psychological uh, um, obsession. Um, it's a riveting piece. Oh, it's a chamber piece, quite frankly. So my vote goes to Todd Field for Tar, hands down. OK. Now, on to the best leading actor. And here we've got Austin Butler, the young man in Elvis, plays a main role there. Then we've got Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Incheron, uh, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, uh, Paul Meskell in After Sun, Bill Nye in Living. Well, I'm tempted by that uh, the, um, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, um, but actually when you think about it, he's, he's in that, I don't know if he'd get an Oscar for acting, but an Oscar for being such a, a, a fat person, because <laughs> he's so convincing in this part, you know, that he play, which he plays as a fat man. But, um, but anyway, that's beside the point. So here, without a doubt in my mind, I've gone for Bill Nye in Living. This film is just, uh, it hasn't started full-time yet. It's been showing at the we weekends, and it starts in about another week from yeah. now. And um, But I think Bill Nye, who plays the main role in yeah. that, will get the yeah. Oscar. You know, he deserves it, but I, I think, um, and he's done some wonderful work, similar work, actually, in you know, films like you know, uh, Girl in the Cafe, a BBC film. But my vote is going to Paul Mescal for After Sun, which is a real bolter. An independent film, a, a real bolter uh, about a, a loving you know, father-daughter relationship um, when, when they go to this Turkish res resort. It's, it's full of light moments, but dark... Um, yeah, a divorced dad on the uh, at a budget Turkish resort, trying to reconnect with his daughter. It's absolutely sublime and beautiful. So my vote goes to After Sun for Paul Mescal. Okay, thank you. Now, on to best supporting actor. Uh, here we've got um, uh, Brendan Gleeson uh, in The Banshees of Incheron. Uh Then we've got Brian Tyre Henry in Causeway. Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Keohan in The Banshees of Incheron again, and Ke 
hui quan, in everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, I think this film this is um, one, one that stood out for me in this one. Uh, the film was The Banshees of Incheron, which has been, seems to have been going on at the cinemas here for quite a while now. That's that Irish sort of offbeat comedy you know, yeah. and all yeah. that. And he, he's the, one of the older um, Irish people in that film. Brendy, Brendan Gleeson I've got there. Yeah, and I'm going to back you up on that. I think there's no contest. Um, he's done some fine work as this greasy sort of Irish violinist uh, on a remote island, um, and it's so subtle, so beautiful. Uh, definitely 100% agree with you. I think it's going to go to um, Brendan Gleeson. Right. Now, for the best leading actress, um, we've got Kate Blanchett in Tar, Anna de Armas in Blonde, Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fable Mans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Well, here, in the last few years, they've been go with their Oscars, they've been extending them on just beyond the um, typical American, white American actors and uh, getting to a few others. And I think they may continue mm -hmm. this. Yeah. And, and, and somebody who deserves it well is Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, she's a, actually originally a Malaysian uh, woman, but who um, started off by making a lot of ma action movies in Hong Kong, then got to, to Hollywood in 1997. She's in a James Bond film, Tomorrow Never Die and she's been there ever, ever since. And um, I, I think, and she is uh, always good, good, really spot on. So we'll give it to Michelle Yeoh. Well, I'm 100% confident that Kate Blanchett is going to get it for Tar. It was a role written for her. It's a role that she had difficulty filming because the character was pretty unsavoury. She put her whole effort and, and uh, life into this role. Uh, I think it's going to go to Kate Blanchett for Tar. Yep, fair enough too. I can't argue with that one, Nick. Um, you know, and okay, last one's the best supporting actress. Um, here we have Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow in The Whale, uh, Kerry Condon in The Banshees of Incheron, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephen Hsu in everything, everywhere, all at once. Don't have I got that name right. And um, anyway, um, of that lot, I've again chosen an Asian one, and that's the um, Hong Chow who play in, in the whale film. She plays the nurse in that. And she's got quite a nice, uh, caring, sort of sensitive uh, little part in that. So uh, of the others, I, I'm just not sure. What do you think? Yeah, well, a fuller-bodied supporting actress role, and I think she was hardly supporting. I think, you know, without her, um, the film would have taken an important peg um, out of it, out of the foundation. But I think it, sh it ought to go to Kerry Condon. Uh, so my vote is for uh, best actresses, for, for supporting actresses, for Kerry Condon and Banshees of Insurance. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Nick. Well, we'll have to hey, wait. We agreed on one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, let's hope we're right on that one. And um, okay. Yeah, well, thanks. I think it was a lot easier than last year. Um, last year, I found it very difficult. But this year, for me, I don't know. I'm very confident in my pick. So, um, if I lose, well, I owe you a beer. 
<laughs> okay, well, we'll see. So we'll have to wait until this weekend to find out. Okay, thank you. Okay. That was Nick Paris with his predictions of this year's Oscar winners. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I also thank the show's sponsor, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website. That's uh, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers, one word, .co.nz. Mr. Williams, a little on the frosty side, perhaps. Not too much fun in laughter. Rather like church. In Living, Bill Nye plays a humorless civil servant who decides to take time off work in order to experience more outside life after receiving a grim medical diagnosis. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Academy Cinemas to see this rather intense but lovable movie. Uh, Carolyn, Bill Nye has been nominated for an Oscar for this film. Do you think he's got a chance of getting it? I really hope so. I mean, it's his first nomination. He's been an actor for a long time, and this film, he just owns it. It's just... Yeah, well, he's on screen he is. I mean, 95% of the he's time. He's actually he? acting in this film. Like, Bill Nighy <laughs> often plays characters where he's just himself. Kind of <laughs> thing. Um, he's a very great, good comedic actor, but this one, he's a dramatic actor, and it's back to his theatre days in a way, and he just... Every time he speaks, every time he's on it, you just... Well, for me, I was just mesmerised by him. He's just does a wonderful portrayal mm. of a lost man. Yeah. Well, he starts off as this humourless boss uh, in the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and but you never see him so smile. Well. And he's got the way he holds his lips so yeah. tightly and all this sort of thing. You wonder, is he going to look like that for the whole <laughs> film? He's <laughs> but very, yeah. later on you see other aspects of the same man which are quite different. And, yeah. Uh, that's and where the whole film lifts. There's a beautiful scene in which he sings in this film and it's just lovely. Uh -huh. uh, halfway through he sings a beautiful ballad, Scottish ballad. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's so poignant and so beautiful and yeah, I was in tears. He's oh just... yeah, that's a traditional Scottish song, Oh Rowan Tree. Rowan Tree, Tree yeah. yeah. Good one to sing in an English pub. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I mean, he is so good that I can't actually remember the name of the other actors that are in the film. They all just come second to him. And at the beginning of the film, you don't actually think the film is about him. You think it's about this young public servant because yes, it focuses yeah. on him. And that's another thing I like about the film is that you learn the backstories of the other characters as well. They are part of the film. Then It's not all just him, but it kind of is. But, yeah, so they provide a nice... Um, a nice portrayal of what else is happening in life at the time. Mm. And it's set in London in the 1950s. Yes. Yeah. It's based on a remake of a Japanese film from the 1950s, yeah, that's which is really amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yes, a screenplay. It was um, by Kazuo Ishiguro, and um, they made that into 
into this Japanese film, which was really a be- much beloved film in Japan. Yes. And now they've just picked it up, taken it, made it into a, a and English set it film in the set 1950s. Yeah, 1950s, 1950s, which is really mm. quite sad in a way, because a lot of the parallels that happen in this film, you can he- you can still see today with the faceless public service, not really um, wanting to move ahead and, and, and do things and kind of thing and taking their own time to do things and, and everything else. It's very much in the in the lost human as do, well. Do you think this is a criticism of in public service? <laughs> <laughs> it's a criticism of public service at the time, definitely. I um, mean, I think it could actually yeah, apply today <laughs> in some yeah. some places. The time yeah. it takes to get yeah. anything done, like the Christchurch rebuild. Um, but yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's basically the group of women come in for. Um, they, they they would love to get an area near where they live in yeah a bomb in, in site London, yeah. London suburb um, redone this area had to make it into a children's playground yeah nobody and, wants um, to deal with it no they don't want to know about it at all yeah. until Bill Nye turns into a nice person at the end oh, of the film. Is he a, I think he's always a nice person he just yeah finds himself it's amazing what what a terminal cancer diagnosis can do sometimes I think um, but yeah no this film is is very much deserving of the nomination it's a wonderful film I liked it so much better than After Sun which kind of deals with in a similar kind of a, a thing in a way, um, about relationships between it, because there's a relation to it, the father and the son in this film oh, yes. as well, and, and the, yeah, the difference between the two, and just, yeah, finding, yeah, if anything, this film's got a bit more mm. about friendship. Uh, and the way they captured uh, London, particularly at the start, is quite good with the film. Oh, it just takes you um, straight the, the streets of London, I mean, the kind of cars in the, in the streets, they yeah. look old. And, and, and it's almost in black and white, except for one thing, red buses. Oh, <laughs> they sort of you stand notice out. they stand out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, very much. No, I loved and, uh, how they did the cinematography in this film. is amazing. And the wardrobe mm. as well. I mean, how he goes from the different two different hats makes oh, him yes, stand yeah. out yeah, so well, much. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't know this uh, that it was that bad, but in 1950, 1953, there, um, virtually every man wears a bowler, bowler hat in hat. London. Yep. <laughs> and the trilbies are made, uh, worn by the yeah. gangsters. It's, yeah, no, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, all those aspects of the film, they give give you a good sort of feeling that you are going back in time with them. And uh, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's it is a good set. story. I mean, originally mm. the Japanese film took its inspiration from a Leo Tolstoy um, play as well, so it's oh. very good writing, very good writing, which I always think is wonderful. Good. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Carolyn Brown with her views on living, and I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday. And you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz. Mm-hmm.